listening to New Faces Podcast. What's going on, guys? New Faces Podcast here. Today it's just me, but we also got a special guest with us, Philly Boy. What's going on, dog? How we doing? It's good, bro. How you doing? You've been making moves recently, man. How you been doing? You know, man, doing what I gotta do, at least trying. Uh, you were here uh, the first actual podcast. Much different uh, scene here now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like the new studio. I think it's real nice, man. I think you guys did a great job with it. Yeah, it was, it was all me. It wasn't anyone else that did this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't Nick at all. <laughs> Nick didn't do everything. made it. <laughs> All right, man. You've been making moves recently, man, since the last time we talked, man. What's been up? What are you doing? What are you up to? You know, man, I've been working on this project I'm about to release soon for you guys. But uh, basically, I just, you know, put my blinders on, put my head down, just been making music every day, you know, practicing my craft, practicing my flow, trying to find certain melodies that pop, you know, just really studying the craft. Right. Now, what, what what's the new project that's coming out? Can you cool give... cool hard part two? Part two. All right. And when is that coming out? Um, I'm thinking I'm gonna release it on Valentine's Day, but I'm not sure yet. We'll see. Right. Did, can you give us anything about the project yet? What's like? What's to be expected? Like, who's gonna um, be on there? Is it just you? Is there other people? So I actually do have a surprise for you guys who's on there. I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, as soon as you hear it, you're gonna know who it is, and it's not who I normally work with. Okay. Uh, we had, we had a fun time doing that track, so uh, it's actually the last track on there. I put it on there for a certain reason. Um, I think you guys are gonna like it. It's it's a little different. I don't uh I don't really rap on it, but oh okay. It's uh all right. Cool. He he does. <laughs> cool cool. He does. Uh, can you talk about anything? You showed me this yesterday, actually. I don't know if you can talk about that yet. The uh yeah. I mean, I could talk about it. It's really. You know, right now, I don't know what it is. Um, they're calling me today. Okay. I'm going to have a conversation with them. Um, basically, what happened was this dude found me on Instagram, mm-hmm. Triple the Mogul. I don't know if you're familiar with who that is. Uh, I heard the name, Cam. <clears throat> He's like an American uh, producer, rapper. He used to rap for uh, Cash Money. Oh, okay. Which is Birdman's label and all that. Weird. And he found me, and, you know, he gave me the, the spiel, I want to make you rich and famous, blah, blah, blah. Normally, I, you know, I, I always appro- approach these situations with caution. I don't just jump right into them. Right. And uh, did my research on the guy, and I was like, okay, maybe this guy could actually help me. Gave him a shot. Um, the next day, he hit me <laughs> with an email address for someone who works for Cash Money Records or, you know, work... You know how the labels work. Yeah. They have labels underneath labels. So this one, it's called Kingdom Studios, or I'm sorry, it's called Ashton, Ashton Adams Music Kingdom Studios, and it's based out of Ontario. And basically what he said was, here's their email, email them three of your best tracks or what you think are your best tracks, and if they don't get back to you within a week, we'll follow up with them. They got back to me like the next day, okay. and they were like... Yo, hi Philly boy. Um, I'm DeAndre Santos. I'm an A and R producer engineer for Kingdom or Ashton Adams Music Kingdom Studios. I want to have a quick phone call with you. Okay. So we set that up, and I'll be talking to her uh, after this today. All right, word, word. Are you a little more cautious to go to like labels and stuff like that though? Because a lot, of, like, I am. A lot is like more independent these days. At least artists are. So right. I don't know if you're kind of in that lane 
I, I am, and um, it's kind of like, so if I get the right deal, I'll take it. Um, so to give you like an example, if someone were to lock me in for like a year where I could just make money to get my feet on the ground, and that's, you know, I'm only locked in for a year, mm-hmm. then I would do something like that. Like okay. I wouldn't do more than like two, three years, but like right now I need money, you know what I mean? Like my mom's bitching because I don't have a job. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to work nine to five, so... You know, like I said, every day I'm just in the studio trying to get better. Right. And I could tell, based off the last song, which we never got to talk about yet, so I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit, Neverland. Yeah. Yeah. What was the kind of like, what was like, what did that title mean to you? So Neverland was, everyone's familiar with Peter Pan, Neverland, Never Grow mm-hmm. Up. Yeah. Um, I actually have a song on there called Never Grow Up, but Neverland was, at that time when I was creating it, I felt that everyone around me, you know, especially my friends, were kind of growing out of me, um, not even me, but just, you know, growing up and being adults in society, you know, yeah. everyone's got jobs, everyone moves away, yeah. finish college, and here I am, you know, still struggling to pass because I don't give a shit about school, it's not <laughs> something I want to do, right. um, <laughs> I don't like working, you know, I'm, I've always been different, I'm just a rebel, I don't really like fucking conforming to society and all that i hate social media the only reason i use it is because of music you know right. what i mean like so neverland was like everyone else is here like growing up growing outside and here i am like stuck in the same spot never gonna grow up so what was that process like making that album because it seems <clears throat> like you put a shit ton of work into it like i did man and it definitely went uh unnoticed i would say well i put the one song on there is called Addiction, and it's about, you know, my addiction with drugs and fucking alcohol, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I caught the attention of a big producer, M. Stacks. He's, okay. like, he's worked with Wiz Khalifa, Currency, Mac Miller, MGK, Juicy J, among others. Right. And, you know, he said, I like what you got, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up, you know, doing something with him. He's, like, promoting that song right now. To me, that wasn't one of my favorite songs, but I understood why he liked it. It was the message behind it. Right. It was, you know, because at the end I'd say, like, addiction's not a joke. Don't play with it. Like, so I understand why. But, uh, yeah, never went, a lot went into it, man. Basically, same thing I'm doing for any project, really, but I just different feelings. I wasn't really, you know, I didn't want to make another cold-hearted. I kind of, it kind of just happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Neverland was like... It was kind of like a psychedelic experience. Right. Because um, a lot of the beats are, like, trippy, you know, and it's not, yeah. like, party music. You're not going to put it on at, like, a party. It's, like, something that you would listen to when you need to feel better. You know what I mean? Like, right. Someone's There's going a message the behind thing, it more so. going through type of deal. Like, put it on in your room with headphones on. Don't, you know. Yeah, exactly. Solitary thing. Now, who, who produced the whole album? Was it you? Was it... So it's always usually me because I like playing with my own voice to hear what I sound like. I like catching my own sound. I finally found it. But um, shout out Tony Ravinsky, Roni. It's my boy. He's always you know right there with me. Right. He's always helping. Always giving me input. Like yo, no, this doesn't sound good, or this bass needs to be higher. And uh, we actually, I have a song on Cold Heart Part Two that me and him did, and it's, I think in my opinion, it's probably one of the best on there. It's really? uh yeah it's it's real wavy. He did a great job with it. Um, I even let him like, I produced my vocals first, but then I let him, you know, look at it too. So he might have added stuff. I I I honestly didn't even look at it. Um, 
<laughs> he just I kind of like sent it to him and he sent it back to me and I was like yeah that sounds good uh, <laughs> you know like so <clears throat> but yeah no Ronnie's always there with me right. and uh, he does great work he's getting better and better every day and I want you know I'd, I want to get to a point where I can solely work not solely but work with him and he can be my producer like right. I want him on my team you know but We'll see. Yeah, because it seems like you guys have good chemistry, especially yeah, it's my boy. especially up to now, because it seems like you guys put a lot of work in. Yeah. Where did you get the skits from? I know that I think there were only two in the beginning yeah. after uh, Welcome and Neverland, but I want to know, where, like, I don't I don't watch movies like that, so, like, I have no idea where that's from. Yeah. Is that, from, right. is that from Peter Pan now that you It see? is, okay. yeah. Because <laughs> right, I, I have never watched it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's from Peter Pan. Yeah, you got to be careful getting those, though, because, like, you can get sued and shit. Yeah, what's the process behind that? Because, like, Honestly, I heard those, I'm like, that's dope, but I'm kind of concerned something's going to happen. I was, too, and I almost took it off, but I was like, yeah, it sounds good. I have to keep it <laughs> um, My thing was, like, so if I blow up off of a song, you know, that I put someone else's sample in or, you know, uh, something from a movie like that, well, you know, then I look at it as, well, fuck at least I have publicity now. Mm-hmm. Now I could try and make another song. Because like, once that happens, like you get cut off from your money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like They take money from you. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it, but then at the same sense, I didn't think... I'm like, this song... Like, Neverland wasn't... I knew Neverland wasn't going to blow up. You know what I mean? Right. I just, it was kind of like, uh, like, yo, here I am. Mm, Check gotcha. me out. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, you were talking about how like your album is very psychedelic. Yeah. How much influence, because this sounds kind of like a, like, Cuddy's type of influence. How much influence do you get from him? Oh because God. I feel like Cold Hearted and Neverland are two totally different sounds. They are, and that's just me trying to reach the audience, and uh, I try and gain feedback from them to see what they like, and some of my boys or some of my fans, you know, people like when I go in, other people like when I attempt to sing, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, you know, and it's just, I have to... The way that I see it, I'm not going to pick one. Because right. I like creating everything. You know what I mean, I like creating something different. Like the one, the last song I was talking about before, that's, um, that's just completely different. I haven't made anything like it. Okay. And I, like, I really like it. Um, and I feel like more artists should be <clears> like that, where they can just make whatever, feel like they can make whatever. I mean, the thing of it is today, now it's all about promoting, branding, marketing. Like, you yeah. don't need a label anymore. Like you're saying, most people are independent. So, and most labels won't, don't want you unless you have, like, some sort of fan base. Like, a loyal fan base, too. Like, look at Russ. I know you hate him, mm-hmm. but look at Russ. <laughs> that man's making moves because he has a loyal fan base. Yeah, absolutely. He's been doing it for years. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if anything, it just keeps growing. So, I admire, you know, stuff like that because... People can say what they want about him, but he fu- he he did it. I mean, like, he did. He did. He fucking he gained fans. Whether his dad's in the fucking industry and his mom's a manager, that doesn't matter. He gained fucking fans. Yeah, people like him. He Absolutely. got there somehow. I actually didn't even know that his dad was in the industry. Oh, Schwinn loves talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, Schwinn hates him. I know. We, Shout we, out the Schwinn. last podcast we had, man, that <laughs> hates was, him. He was. We we were go, we were both going in on him though. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, Russ, fuck you. All right. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So you talk a lot on this album. You're very open about this, about addiction and kind of drug abuse or whatever. Like, yeah. what are your experiences with that? Like, how? I I don't really know how to phrase this in terms of like, like what? Why are you so open with this more so than anything? Because I'm over it. Oh, you're over it. Yeah, I don't do it like like so. What I'm talking about is stuff I did in the past. Like, oh, okay. All right. I had. 
you know, the roughest fucking time ever with Xanax. And there were times or days, weeks, months even, where I would just come home from class already, you know, sand out, fucking drink a, a glass of fucking Jack on the rocks. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just, like, keep going. Like, I'd be drinking at 2 o'clock. Like, Bloomsburg was a fucking awesome time. And at <laughs> the same time, you know, like, it, it almost ruined my life. But it, it allowed me to wake up and see, like, what I was doing wasn't good for me or anyone around me. Yeah. So, like, that's why I'm open about it because I'm trying to almost reach people and tell you, like, look, like, I did it too, but you don't need it. Like, right. Like, I still smoke weed. Like, I, I probably won't ever stop until, like, unless I need to, but I don't really fuck around with anything else besides, like, psychedelics. And, right. And that and that's good because, I mean, a lot, you, we've seen a lot of people last year pass away from that. Yeah. You actually had a track about, uh, Mac Miller and their legends. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit and kind of what that process was like? Yeah, so uh, that track, once again, I thought <laughs> went unnoticed. Um, I put a lot of time into that. I actually, so Mac was a big inspiration for me when I started making music at, with Cuddy, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he died, you know, it was just like, damn, like, I'm in the middle of making this project. Like, I have to put something on here for him. But mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, I felt people wouldn't respect it because I haven't been in the game long enough, you know what I mean? So, right. so I was hesitant, but then I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to make it as good as I can. So I actually pulled up Google, all his, like, his track list mm. from, um, uh, fucking, um, god damn it. I can't think of it. Kids, from Kids. So right. I, I pulled up the track list from Kids, and I went through every song. And every title of the song or something to do with the title, I put into my own song. Like, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that that, that you were kind of taking influences from the songs. That was that was dope. I yeah, I took really like stuff from kids, and I took stuff from. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure swimming. I took stuff from like best day ever. I yeah, remember best day ever. Yeah, track. yeah. Watching movies. Yeah. Kool Aid and frozen pizza. Like threw that in there. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just because like to me, that was how I could you know honor him. Right. And be like, yo, you're great. Like, because he was. And he was it, it's yeah. it's terrible that he got taken away from us, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And, and like I said, we talked about that on the last podcast. We're very, like, pro Mac on this podcast. Yeah. Ba- absolutely. This whole podcast name is based off Mac Miller, really. So, yeah. you know, I appreciated that. I really love that song. That was a really good yeah, song. Yeah, you telling me you like that one? Yeah. Um, talk to me about, because you had uh, one of your best friends pass away not too long ago through drug addiction as well. Is that one of the reasons also why you quit? Absolutely. Um, You know, (laughs) amongst all the other dumb shit I was doing at the time with him, you know, I didn't get into what he started to do. And I wasn't even informed on what he was doing until, you know, it was too late, Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, He went to rehab, but probably like a week before he went to rehab, he told me, yeah, like I did fentanyl. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, don't come down here, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hang out with you if you're getting fucked up like that. And, uh, I mean, long story short, he went to rehab, came out. He was fine. Fine. Fino loved fucking cocaine. It's no secret, so I'm just going to say it. And he would always do cocaine. So I'm like, I didn't see it as, like, I'm like, okay, well, you can just keep doing that. You know, you've been doing that. Just don't fucking move to anything else. And then, you know... I got a fucking call the one day. It's like, yo, you'll never... I got a call from uh, Geldof, Gary, and uh, he goes, yo, you'll never believe, like, what our fucking friend did. I'm like, who? He's like, Vino. I'm like, why? He's like, rehab again, or he OD'd again. I'm like, 
fucking idiot. I'm thinking, like, oh, once he gets out of fucking rehab or the hospital, I'm going to whip his ass. And then uh, the next call I get is from my friend Augustin Ali, AJ, and he's like, yo, did you hear what Vino did? I was like, no. Or I'm like, yeah, yo, dude, he's ah, like, oh, dude, he's dead. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, he's dead. I was like, I just hung the phone up and started crying. I mean, that was all I could do at that point. I was a mess, you know? Right. Still am. Like, my, um, Vino was a big part of my life when I was at Bloomsburg. So all my roommates and all my frat brothers down there, you know, he was a part of their life, too. So they have a bunch of videos. And my boy sent me a video the other day, and I was like, I almost started crying. You know what I mean? He's like, fuck, man. Like, it's That was a brutal loss for the Valley, really. Because, like, I, I mean, I play football with him and all that stuff. And I wasn't close, but he was always just, like, Really nice to me whenever, like, I yeah, saw him. He, he was a great kid, man. He, you know, he always, he meant well. Yeah, yeah I, was, meant well. I always saw him at Duncan, said hi, you know what I mean? So, and, and, and one of the, like, one of the things around here, like, around this area, man, drugs is getting oh. terrible. So, you know, we I've seen a couple people pass away that I wasn't very close with, but I know people who were very close people with. People have been passing away, not even necessarily that I had to be close with from drugs since I've been, mm. like, fucking 13. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for, that's just, like, kind of the people who I've been with, been running with, I've took myself out of it now i don't really right associate with anyone <laughs> but my fucking mic but <laughs> yeah i feel you yeah, it is what it is i wish the best for everyone it's yeah. all love yeah rest in peace aj vino man yeah. that was sad um so this is kind of like more of a statement for me so like when it comes to like making albums i'm still on neverland here because it's definitely my favorite project from you one of like my favorite thing about an album is I can listen to it every time and find different tracks that actually yeah. like every day it's a different track that I really the ride for me yeah. has been my favorite because it's kind of like that old whiz sound a little bit but it's <laughs> yeah. your sound as well. Right. Tell me what your favorite track is. Are you the same way I am, or do you have a specific song that you really? I have the hardest time ever picking my favorites, man, because I go based off what people like. So when I create something that I really like, then. I'll let you know. Like, you know what I mean? But, right. like, as for Neverland, my favorite on the... I, I think there's too many that I actually like to say a favorite. But if I had to say one, probably Moon. Moon is on here. Yeah. Moon, probably uh, Moon. Running with the Best. Oh, that one's dope, too. I love that. And, my so, fit, and, and the funny thing is, my, like... Once you put, uh, I, was that you that said Taylor brought the fucking flex on there? Yeah. That's my, like, I love that. I'm like, that's the greatest start. Yeah. Because it's just so hard, but I love that. But yeah, Moon is my favorite. Uh, RWB and The Rider, my three favorites right now. Yeah. Before, I'm pretty sure it was like Neverland Addiction and like Legends because of Mac Miller. But and like I said, as time goes on, like I switch songs every time. Yeah. It's it's, it's a very good album, man. Like I, I anyone that, that hasn't listened to Neverland, please go listen to that shit right now. I appreciate that. Um, so, like, what inspired inspired you for the Pieces remix by Little Peep? Because so, I saw that recently. I just listened to it yesterday. What was because it's a very good track and a very good remix. What inspired that? So, um, Schwinn, shout out Schwinn, actually put me on to Peep because I didn't listen to him, and you could even say I was a hater up until the point he died. He said. Schwinn put me on to him. I was listening. I was like, yo, like, I actually fuck with this guy, like, a lot. So I started going on my own and looking through tracks, and I found that one. Well, he showed me that one, but, like, mm-hmm. I went back to that one, and then I'll never forget the one day I was, um, I used to work at the golf course up in, uh, over in Clark Summit there <laughs> last summer. Right. I laughed because that was a fucking joke of a job. But <laughs> um, the one day I was working, and I had my headphones in, 
And that's, like, I put that song on, and I'm like, yeah, like, I feel like I could do a remix to this. Like, and at that point, I didn't even try singing. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, I feel like I can do a remix to this. So I actually wrote it while I was at work. Right. Just how long ago I wrote that. And it's actually on Cold Hearted Part 2. I wrote it last summer, and I'm writing it while I'm at work, and I couldn't wait to get out of work to go home and record it. And then I went home and recorded it, and then just over time, because when I first recorded it, it sounded like shit. And when I, over time, you know, I just started getting more and more things to add to my arsenal, and it just became the track that it is. Okay. Yeah, because my, my thing about you is you're very good at making hooks. Yeah. And I don't know if you think that you are good at no, it. No, I know. I, okay. yeah, right. I, I love hooks, bro. I love hooks. <laughs> no, but you're very good at it. And that's that was the part that, like, I was like, he's a very good lyricist. And then as I listened on more to, like, Cold Hearted and then The Neverland again, it was just like, all right, he's really got the hook thing down. Yeah. So I really, I'm really, like, you're really becoming a much better artist when from when you first started. I'm trying, man. You know, I'm Absolutely. trying. <laughs> so, like, what... All right, we already asked that question real quick. I was just about to ask you, what can we expect from Cold Hearted 2? We already talked about this shit. All right, <laughs> talk a little bit, because, you know, we never talked about it on the podcast. This is kind of unrelated to music. The vegetarian life that you're living right now. Quit it. You quit me- uh, eating Quit it. No, I... Uh, I oh, you quit eating? Yeah, yeah, quit yeah. so um, I, did it, <laughs> I did it for a year, mm. and uh, basically I was just drunk the one night, and I was like, fuck it. And I ate meat, and then, you know, it's just kind of been downhill slope since then. It's balanced. I don't fucking shove meat in my mouth at you know, all times <laughs> of the day. You know, it's like downhill but, completely. like, you know, I don't know. I I love chicken wings, okay. so that's kind of really why I did it. Yeah. Like, I needed to I wanted to eat it's chicken so wings. It's It is, man. I, it is. It I was thought, worth it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I definitely felt healthy, but, like, there were days where I didn't, too. It was just because I wasn't eating because, you know vegetarian shit like what am I gonna eat fucking pasta every day every day mac yeah. and cheese pierogi like and that's what it became to yeah. my mom was I think you could store. still I think you could still okay. eat meat while also being healthy definitely cause I gotta like, start working out again that's my problem yeah, that's, what I, that's what I'm starting to do cause I mean I'm not I've actually been doing it I'm just not consistent yeah. I'll go for like a week straight and I'm like alright and then like the next two weeks I'm not fucking going like yeah. that's just how it is but I'm trying to eat healthier too cause I'd eat like fucking like three burgers a day or some yeah. shit like that. It's, it's ridiculous how I eat. Like I eat so quick. So yeah. I was kind of curious as to how that was going, I guess. Yeah, it's no more. <laughs> no and that more. was that was inspired by Robbie, right? Yeah, Nardo. Because like Robbie always talks about his vegetarian life when I was working with him for a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Loves it. Loves it. I just couldn't do it no more, bro. I was like, fuck it. I don't really care. No. I Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like he always like ate veggie burgers and shit. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> the fuck, the fuck eating burgers, dude? Yeah. Like, I don't know, I don't know what's in it, but just looking at it, I'm like, yeah, this ain't it, like, at all. So they're actually not bad, and like, once you add them to your diet, you can't mm. really tell. They become burgers. That's really? what, why, like, another reason why I switched back because I was eating fake fucking chicken every day. Ah, oh, dude, that's you know what I mean. But like, mm. the it became good, like it was good. Yeah, tastes like chicken to me. Like <laughs> now, yeah. it's like I don't really. I mean, I would probably still eat it now because I thought it was good. But yeah. it was just, it was like, yo, if you're going to pretend to eat chicken every day, you might as well just go back to eat chicken. chicken yeah. yeah, I mean, as long as you, like, control how much you eat of yeah. that certain food, 
you should be all right. Right. Like, you don't, like, have to eat a burger every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or chicken every day or whatever. Even though chicken's good for you, right? As long as it's not fried or some shit. Yeah, like, it's it's better for you. We'll say that. Yeah. We'll say that. Yeah, it's better than red meat. Whatever. I'm not sure if it's even red meat at this point. I'm just fucking eating. I just don't eat fast food, man. Dude, fast food sucks. I don't like fast food. Like, I used to love it, and I, think I used to eat it all the time. I think I think the only fast food I really eat anymore is Subway, and that's because it's just, like, right yeah. next to my workout. I don't even know if you consider that fast food. I wouldn't food. consider it fast food. It's just, like, in the fast food industry. Yeah, I think it's considered fast food, but I personally wouldn't consider it fast food. Just right. Be, it's a sandwich. Like, yeah. Yeah, I can make a fucking sandwich at my house, too. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like, the only other times is, like, we'll go to Sheets at 2 a.m. That's yeah. that's about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Sheets is all right. You got to get the mac and cheese bites if you go there. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I usually get a burger from there, which is fucking terrible. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always my go-to, burger and fries. And it's actually... So, um, what you call it? So, you're not much of a... Feature guy, you're not much of a guy who kind of works with other people, at least on the projects. Yeah. Um, are you kind of more just into working with yourself, or so, do you plan uh, on getting into more features as time goes on? Funny you say that. I actually hit Schwinn up yesterday because uh, <laughs> I've seen he's been making moves. You know. Right. Uh, I've been trying to make moves too, and I was like, "Yo, we should team up." Why not? Two heads are better than one. Mm -hmm. And he responded to me. (laughs) He said, yeah, but what would our name be? I was like, nigga, why the fuck does it matter what our name would be? (laughs) Like, do you want to team up or not? Like, we can figure (laughs) out the name along the way. Like, and like, ultimately, he said yes. So I'm pretty sure we're doing that. I don't know. You know, I was just going to ask if there would ever be a collab album with him because I see we've been trying to do that and we have tracks that we haven't released yet that we could put on an album. Mm -hmm. My opinion, I don't think my parts are good enough to put out. Um, There's maybe like like one or two, but I think you know I just like where I'm at now as an artist, but I like growing more and more, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to do that around another artist who because me and Schwinn are different styles absolutely you know I would say I mean? like, like polar opposites yeah like which is nice sometimes mm-hmm. you know it fucking yeah. it works out but other times it's like when we're trying to freestyle he's got on like this hard ass beat and I have to almost pretend to be something I'm not yeah. you know what I mean like right. I'd rather rap on something like lo-fi Cuddy-ish fucking mm-hmm. Mac Miller Wiz right he's on like some you know whole other fucking gutter shit and like which is cool I respect his uh, his style his flow everything he's a great fucking artist my, that's not my style so it's hard to work like that I'm trying right. to find you know a happy medium where we can meet because be like, yeah it's not easy to let's bring someone into a world that they're not used to like, right. if you were to bring Schwinn in just like your like Schwinn brings you in, it'd probably be difficult for him as well. It is like we try, you know what I mean? Like we have a track like where uh, he's singing, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I don't want it out. Like, I don't want." It. We were gonna put it, we were gonna perform it right. at the Moon Tower. He's like, "I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it." I'm like, oh yeah, you performed at the Moon Tower. I couldn't make it that night, which was I was very upset that I couldn't make it. But how did that go for you that that time? It wasn't bad, man. I mean, fuck, I was <laughs> I got paid seventy five dollars for. What an hour, really? Just, yeah, I mean, nice. wasn't you know? It, it's not crazy. It's nothing small. But that was your first time performing in front of yeah, people. Yeah, first check it wasn't bad. That was cool. Like if I did it by myself, or if he did it by himself, he would have got one hundred fifty. So fuck it. Like true, true. And do you <clears throat> have anything planned on maybe performing in the future at some point somewhere else? Like, have you hit 
And because I don't know how that works. Like I'm not an artist. Obviously. Basically, how it works is you fucking hit these people up and they just tell you your shit and you can't. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> you hit these people up and they tell you like, what do you got? Blah blah. blah. So I hit up Stage West because I saw anytime soon perform mm-hmm. there. Um, and then the Mog was you know a lot a couple other local acts and I was like um you know can. Would you guys be interested? I hit them up last week. I'm like, would you guys be interested in holding like a hip hop rap show? Yeah. And they were, they emailed me or they DM me back yesterday, and they were like, what do you got? Like, it depends what you got. And I was like, oh, Philly boy, Schwinn, local artist, blah blah blah. We did show at the Boone Tower, and uh, he hit me back with the, no, uh, we sorry, we only book national acts or something, someone to sell out the place, and I'm like. So how many people do you guys accommodate for? He's like 250. It's like, if you gave me enough time, I'm pretty sure I could definitely sell that fucking place out. Like, can't do it in a week. I'd have to do it in like a month, you know, or like two right. months. But like, I could definitely get people there and it would have to be at the right time. They didn't really answer me back. It is what it is. Levels told me they'd give me a show if I fucking created a Facebook page and I saw that I had a following. Backyard, trying, uh, I have, you know, Brandon Echo. Yeah, he like he's like my buddy, so he's like been talking to them, trying to get me a show in there. But you know, everyone just they don't want to believe that someone could actually be doing something from this area. Right. I feel like unless yeah. you're fucking a band, no disrespect to anytime sooner the Magos that they're good. It's just like you know, I feel like this scene. I could definitely have a lot of people who would like my music and like that type of yeah. you know what I mean like right. there's definitely a hip hop scene here Yeah, there's not because you don't allow it to go on but there's definitely a hip hop scene yeah there, it definitely I was just gonna say it definitely doesn't seem like it's really a thing around here because they don't make it a thing Yeah, but I also feel like a lot of the artists around here that are kind of rappers kind of don't really pan out or fade away yeah. like I know a couple people that like I'm just like I listen to around here I'm like no yeah. like there's like you Schwinn um is his name Vit Stana? Nick, I don't know. Is Vit? Ovido? Whatever his name yeah, is. Shout out Vit. Vitty. <laughs> yes, he's yeah, he's really good. I fuck with Vit. Absolutely. I've been trying to make a track with him. He just, I don't know what's wrong with him. He, like, every time I talk to him, like, you want to make music? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm really... And see, with me, it's like, I'm I'm music. Uh-huh. I don't got anything else to do. I'm not fucking working. Like, yeah, I have two, three online classes and I'm done with school. Like, but... I'm fucking in the studio every day. I'm trying to make a song today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If I talk to you today, I'm trying to make a song tomorrow. Like, right. And Absolutely. it's just like everyone's kind of like, yeah, but, you know, everyone's in my ear trying to tell me something I should do. And it's just like, yeah, it's hilarious because you weren't there with me when I started, but right. now you're here. And, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, absolutely. You just kind of take it with a grain of salt and say, like, okay, thanks. Yeah, you got you to have a, you know, quick memory with that. You know, you just got to move on from it because, you know, when I did the podcast, didn't really work out the first time and I was really like just out of it really. yeah. I didn't want to do shit so yeah. it's like once you realize it's like alright whatever you'll get them next time and that's it you just move on yeah. so you know get rid of all the bullshit you know like, absolutely. just put your blinders on like I said before just absolutely can't absolutely. listen to the hate absolutely now you would you say you have a different fro- flow from a lot of people Absolutely, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I was. I was gonna say like I can't compare anyone's flow to yours. You know what I mean? Like it's because I, I take them all. Yeah, I try and take them all, and you know, collaborate them all. Like like I said, like you said, Cuddy was a huge inspiration for me. Like definitely, mm-hmm. like Man on the Moon, fucking, you know, Indie Cut, all that. Like it was just that was I would listen to that all the time. Like I even I was listening to it last night. You know what I mean? I don't listen to other artists' music rarely, rarely. Yeah. 
Yeah, you were telling me that on the last podcast. You're not like into like listening to albums in general. Yeah, no, rarely do I listen. I've okay, so I listen to like three or four songs off Little Baby's album. I think are fucking fire. Uh, I think he's putting out here right now, like mm-hmm. for sure. And then like, you know, I'll I'll catch what's hot over or probably through someone else not even me going out and doing it or like on social media scroll and like right you'll catch like mo bomb or fucking blue face or something like right. you know what i mean but shout out blue face yeah but shout blue out. face dude i so I, when he first came out i really didn't fuck with him but like i really do now like yeah. I, I actually like like when he's on beat he's good as fuck bro. absolutely i didn't listen to it. i just because like sometimes i'm lazy when it comes to like new artists like if i'm like on an album I'm stuck to that album, and I'm probably just listening to that most of the time. Yeah. So when a new artist comes out and someone tells me, listen to this guy, listen to this guy, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I never fucking listen to it. Yeah. So I just one day listen to Blueface, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's actually pretty fucking yeah. like, solid. Like, <laughs> I actually, on the block, I ain't yeah. bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's catchy. Like, oh, he's absolutely. real good at me. Yeah, that's, that's the thing with him. He's very catchy. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there any artists that you would want to work with in the future, say, that are like, mainstream? Cuddy. Cuddy, <laughs> I said that last time too, but I would, dude, I mean, I'll work with anyone. I want to work with everyone, but uh-huh. like, in order for me to work with people who I think are better than me or have, you know, a different skill set than I do, I need to be at the point where I need to be, you know what I mean? Like, right. So I keep developing my craft, and when they think I'm good enough to work with them, that's when I'll work with anyone. It's like, I don't go out of my way to hit people up, like... Chainwax, do you know Jake Mikowski? No, I never. Heard of him. So he's a local rapper. He's he's pretty dope. Um, okay. from Dunmore. All right. He lives out in Scranton now, but he wants to work with me, and I've been telling him to hit my phone, like you know, and like he's like, well, when are you available? I'm like, all the time. You know, I don't fucking work. Like I'm trying to get this, you know, <laughs> but he hasn't hit me up yet. So it is like I'm not going out of my way to hit people up. You want to work with me? You know where the fuck I'm at. I don't leave yeah, my so. house. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go about things because if you're I would probably need someone to be as dedicated as I am to yeah, what like, I'm doing. Because if not, it's just your energy's like if your energy's not there, then my energy's not going to be there. Absolutely, and that was the same thing with my podcast too. It was like I need consistent people to come on the show and want to do it with me. Right. Luckily, I found two people finally. Yeah. But it took that. It took a while to figure out who I, I think you. would work best for me and who is actually dedicated and loves doing it as much as I do. I hear you. So it's it's tough, especially around here, I think, in my opinion, because people got other stuff going on. People have well, jobs people, or whatever, but like know, also don't have that. They're like growing up, or we, we were raised to think like you can't do anything outside the box. Like you got to fucking go to school, put your nose down, and hit the books and get a fucking good job. Why? To conform to society and be miserable when you come home from work every fucking day? Get the fuck out of here, man. I feel you. Wow. Like I see... My, I see my mom go through it, you know what I mean? Like, she's a teacher, and she's been teaching for 23 years or whatever it is, and she is starting to hate her job. And it's just because the kids, like, you know, they wear on you after yeah. a while. Like, oh, I would never good. go to be a teacher personally, but no. I feel like that's every job. Like, if you're a construction worker and you're busting your fucking ass every day, breaking your back, when you come home from work, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be miserable. Damn yeah. it, I got to go fucking back in in, like, six hours. You know, yeah. like, fuck that, man. I'm not... I'm trying to work on my own terms, on my own time. And, like, I know it's hard to do, but I, I think it's reachable. I feel you. I just need money. I hear you. <laughs> I, I got to pay bills and shit, so that's unfortunate for me. Now, you you go to LAC. What were you going for? Are you, you're still going, right? Yeah, I'm uh, fucking online. <laughs> Three where, online classes. Where are you going for? Accounting. How the fuck do you do that shit, man? I failed out of that shit quick. Accounting, like, comes pretty easy to me. Okay. Uh, numbers, you know, I've, they've always been something that's been involved in my life, so I'm pretty good with numbers. I'm pretty, like, not necessarily math mm-hmm. or, like, 
calculus and shit, but like accounting for where your money comes from and knowing where it goes, like that. Oh, that shit, that's not too bad. That confused me. the fuck out of me, man. Yeah. But I'm not trying to work that, you know. Of I'm course, right. To, but it was just kind of <clears throat> that's for, like the degrees from my mom. Like it's not for me, right? I don't. Whatever. But it is a solid backup plan. Absolutely, I guess. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just, I got my sights set higher. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's just I, I was curious because when I went for accounting, it took me half a semester to realize this shit is not for me. <laughs> it's tough. It's definitely tough. Like, it's, and it's like, I, I guess because maybe I went to the U. But, like, it was just, like, expensive to get the books and shit. Oh, yeah. It's, just, I'm like, it's expensive to go to the U, bro. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I'm learning that now. Yeah. I'm paying for bills and shit. It's oh, not, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not easy at all. Um, you talk a little bit about kind of, like, your your pass of football on here. Yeah. Talk, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like sure, what, We could, sure. Like, what – you where, did you play football in college? Uh, So, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I played for prep school right out of high school um, because I tore my ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, the prep school was a first-year program, ended up being, you know, big waste of time. And to make a long story short, the girl I was with at the time and I weren't doing the best <laughs> with the distance, so I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I don't even want to play football anymore. This They had me at fullback, and I was running back. You know? So I was getting beat up and shit. Not beat up. Like, I could hold my fucking own. But, like, but I, was just, you know, man, I was like, fuck this, you know. So I started calling my mom because it was like, they had us out in cabins in the middle of the woods. We didn't have phones. Like, I had an iPod with Wi-Fi. But I only had Wi-Fi up at the main building, and our cabins were in the woods. Like, they would take our phones. It was, it just kind of sucked. Like, it was discipline, and, like, if I stuck it out, probably be fucking, you know, a great college football player, maybe even in the NFL right now. But <clears throat> I didn't want to do it at the time, and that's what it comes down to. So I started calling my mom. I was like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. She's like, I'm not coming to get you. I'm not coming to get you, blah, blah, blah. I'm calling my aunt. I'm like, I need to get out of here. She's like, I'm not coming to get you. I'm not coming to get you. I'm like... I'm getting the fuck out of here one way or another, you know what I mean? <laughs> Bought a bus ticket, called a taxi the one day, like, while everyone was at practice. Yeah. The taxi came through, all my shit in the back of the taxi, and I was out, bro. I took the bus from uh, Bridgeport, Massachusetts, and I just went, like, it was like a nine-hour bus ride, and then I'll never, like, as soon as I got home, I had, like, we- I didn't smoke the whole time I was there. I had weed stashed away in, like, my closet. Like, <laughs> went and found the three bags of weed, like, rolled up these blunts. Oh, it was such a good time to home <laughs> I was so happy dude but uh yeah then you know after that I was just kind of like oh I don't know what I'm gonna do now decided yeah I should probably go back to school went to Bloomsburg got kicked out for fighting the first semester so they suspended me from there came back home school like, oh, I can't just sit around went to Lackawanna played football a week before doubles Almost broke my ankle. Not even fucking practicing. Stepping off the bench after practice. Jesus almost Christ. broke my ankle. Like, my fucking ankle bone, like, touched the ground and oh. shit. And I just went into, like, Coach Duda's office, who's, like, the head coach there. And I was like, yeah, like, I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I need my fucking body for the rest of my life, so. Right. That's that's <clears> the one <throat> thing with football, man. It's, like, it's, it's a fun sport to play until you start realizing, like, shit's... Your body's falling apart a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. That's that's Especially scary. as a running back, you know, you get beat the fuck up. Man. Yeah. You know, and there's, like, like it feels, like, almost like there's no benefit of playing a running back. Yeah, I feel you gotta like, be a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be you, a psycho. You really have to be. Like, there's, like, 
guys in the NFL that don't get the respect they deserve or the pay that they should get for playing that position of being. And they're like, like, fucking like, beat on every play. Like, look at Le'Veon Bell. He sat out the whole year. Yeah. They're still probably not going to pay him because they're, he took a stand for something. Right. You know, it's just like I, I feel like running back is very like a like it's it's, a, it's a very needed position and very unappreciated it's position. It's tough. When you you said you tore your ACL, that was at Valley View, right? What was? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want you to be upset by oh, asking nah, this question. I'm over that. But everything happens for a reason, right? What was what was the feeling when that happened? Because uh, that was your senior year too. Man. Hopelessness. <laughs> no, um, it hurt. Obviously, it definitely yeah. hurt. But uh, so I partially tore it in the Lakeland game. I got uh, horse collared, yeah. and like I like rolled back this way, and he, like rolled over the top of me. Mm-hmm. So partially tore it, and I went for an arthroscopy. But before that, I was you know they're like. Oh, you're probably fine. Like, your knee's okay. So they're trying to, like, you know, stretch me out and shit, pushing my fucking heel to my ass. And my at the time, I didn't know this because I had to go get the arthroscopy. My fucking um, MCL? Yeah. Or meniscus. My meniscus was lodged behind my leg. So when they were, like, trying to push my heel to my ass, they were just, like, Digging on my meniscus, and I was ah, oh, like that hurts. They're like, stop being a pussy. I'm like, no, like that hurts. <laughs> so I went and got the arthroscopy, and they're like, yeah, like your thing was like lodged behind there. Like, they got it out, and then you know, I sat out for three, four weeks, whatever it was. And it was, dude, I can't, like, I shit, you know, it was like the scene in Friday Night Lights when he goes to the doctor mm-hmm. and he's like, well, you could play, but it's like you're playing with fire. Like, it's, it might go. That's exactly what they t- he told me. He's like, well, you could play. Like, I'll clear you, but it's like you're playing with fire. I was like, whoa, fuck it. My team needs me. Went to practice. Or to the, it was game day that night. Mm-hmm. So I went in the locker room, and it was just me and George. and talking. He's like, so what do you want to do? And, and, like, the trainer was like, fuck it, let's play. You know, like, let's right. do it. And he's like, all right. He's like, I don't want you to suit up until we – because he wanted to, like, trick the other team or whatever. So I didn't suit up at first, and then – we came back in after warm-ups, and then I suited up and came back out. And, like, I was, you know, this was a good game. I had, like, six carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. But fucking just the, the one play I went to, I got a toss to the right, and I went to cut, and it just it was like a shotgun. It just went right off the fucking top. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah. I knew it was it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, ah. Like, the, the whole right side of my body went numb. Like, my arm included. I was like, wow. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. That's and then the doctor's on the sidelines. He's like, yeah, I think you tore it. I think you can play. I'm like, no shit, asshole. I didn't mean to be a doctor and figure that out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Went a through, some, through some shit with that. But yeah, it is what it is. Like I said, everything happens for a reason. And if that didn't happen, probably wouldn't be here. True. Fair enough. That's, that's very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what can we expect from you after this project in 2019? And really beyond, but let's just say 2019 to keep it short, I guess. Uh, I don't fucking know, man. Um, yeah, I I haven't even really. So I made a couple songs like two, three days ago, <clears throat> that are like not cold hard, not Neverland. They're just they're like a little different. I have mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened to like the most recent tape I dropped after. Um, I didn't really promote it. I was kind of just like, here you go. I, uh, after Neverland, it was called Flashbacks, and it was about like it was basically a what we were just talking about. Yeah, it oh. was four tracks. It was on. It was an EP. 
Oh, okay. Was is it on Spotify? Because that's where I no, get them. it's on. Okay. Uh, it's on SoundCloud. Okay, that's why. Because I don't like I use SoundCloud for the podcast, and that's really about it. I don't yeah. really look at it outside. Yeah, I don't blame you. Oh, I, I don't really should have told you. I would have listened to it. Fuck. It's all good, but there's there's some good ones on there, in my opinion, and that's kind of the I like the like the sound of them. They're mm-hmm. like heartfelt, kind of like emotional, but they're like hard at the same time. I don't know. It's it's different, but. I guess we'll we'll see. To answer your question, I don't really know right. uh, what what I'm gonna work on next, but it'll be something. It'll be something good. And you said Valentine's Day possibly for Cold Hearted too. Yep. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to that because I'm very. You know, you've been talking about me with this for a little while, so I'm looking forward to it as much as I'm sure everyone else is, and you are to yeah. drop it. So make sure you guys, if you haven't yet, listen to Neverland and Flashbacks because I didn't get yep. to listen to that one yet. SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. Neverland's on everything, I believe. Yep, everything. You can find that anywhere. And make sure you guys look forward to uh, Valentine's Day, Cold Hearted 2, Philly Boy here, you already know. About the And game. make sure you guys subscribe, like, share, blah, blah, blah. You know the whole story of a YouTube uh, make sure you guys subscribe to SoundCloud, Spotify, for and iTunes or Apple Music or wherever it's called uh, for the New Faces podcast. I want to thank you for coming on, Doug, and just yeah, telling the story, man. Thank you, bro. All right, we'll see you guys later.